My personal journey, I feel, was like most, we go to college and we're like, okay, I'm gonna get married and of course, that's just the next step. People didn't talk about singleness being a positive thing, that it was an empowering thing. I wish that I had had adults in my life back then that would have told me, you don't have to be married to have a fulfilling, awesome life. Hi friends, welcome to the Adventuring Solo podcast and Angie and I are so excited to talk with y'all today and before we go into our topic for today, I just kind of wanted to talk about um, a show that I've been watching lately on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, Angie, but it's called Love is Blind. Have you seen that show? No, I I don't know anything about it, so fill me in. All right. Well, it is very interesting. Um, it's an interesting take on dating because um, these these single adults go into these pods where they don't see each other. So like there are these big rooms where there's a wall in between the guy and the girl. Okay. And they it's kind of like well, not like speed dating, but like speed dating in that they rotate okay, okay. throughout the week. And so okay. they kind of like just talk. They don't see the person and they hear each other's voices. And as they go throughout the day, they like as they're rotating through people, they're kind of saying, I don't want to see that person again, but or I don't want to talk to that person yeah. again, but I want to okay. talk to this person more. Okay. And so – It's really interesting because almost all of them like say through the process how, especially in this day and age, that dating is just so hard and how the love is blind concept of not seeing each other changed Mm -hmm. the way that they view dating completely because they really started to see the value of getting to know one another's hearts and yeah. minds and yeah. connecting on an emotional and mental level yeah. before physical. Yeah. And they were talking about – and the majority of these people are not Christians right. that I could tell. And so even a spiritual level, like realizing like that that was something that they needed to talk through as well. Yeah. And – um just really interesting the topics that would come up through that show, yeah. especially just in them realizing like how quickly they were jumping into physical connection before uh-huh. really getting to know one another. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, very, very interesting show. Yeah. It kind of removes that like physical barrier that sometimes – gets in the way when you're going on dates. You have a lot of thoughts about the way they look. And sometimes that keeps you from really seeing who they are. Yeah. And it was interesting too, because like at the end of the two weeks, okay, they get engaged or they can decide to get okay. engaged. Without even seeing yeah, each other. Yeah. So without seeing each other. Okay. Yes. Like they, they were proposals on the other side of a wall. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm going to have to watch this now. 
I mean, I will say it's kind of risque okay. sometimes, but it's not it's not that bad yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> you as the viewer get to see them yeah. interact in between the like on the other side of the walls. Yeah. Um and then you get time to see them interact after they've become engaged and okay. enter into a like an in-depth relationship okay. walking towards Marriage. are we going to get married and at the end of the show they they have a wedding day oh and goodness. at on the wedding day they like walk down the aisle and that's kind of the moment when they okay. decide are we going to stay together are okay. we really going to get married and okay. i will say there are some that do and okay. there are some that decide no. but um Okay. With all of that being said, yeah, it just made me um, think about some friends of mine who are in the dating game right now, yeah, and totally. I've heard a lot from them just about how hard it is right yeah. now to yeah. date, especially as a Christian. Yeah. Um, and several of those friends of mine have said like there's a lot of pressure yeah. um, and assumptions that are being made um, about, especially in particular about sex. Yeah. And um, like even on first dates, like just how it's just assumed you're going to, <laughs> you're going to get in bed. Yeah. And so that's kind of hard because a lot of people are dating online um, and that's how they're meeting and then, you know, dating in person after that. And so- yeah. Yeah, I know that kind of leads into the topic of what we were going to discuss today. So totally. I'll just kind of hand it over to you yeah. and where you want to take that. But Yeah. So I feel like our heart behind this um, episode is that we know that our listeners are trying to figure out dating, right? A lot of them want to get married and therefore a lot of them are not getting on that Love is Blind show or The Bachelorette or The Bachelor or whatever. And so a lot of them have to figure out how to date. And we're in a day and age yeah. where dating is different. Um, I think each season of life brings different opportunities and also some things that are hard. And I think exactly what you said, Yvonne, we might be in a day and age where there are some different uh, ideas around physical um, connection on dating, right? So I think one of the things, Yvonne, that I really run into with a lot of my clients is they just want to know how. You know, they just want to know how to meet guys, how to date, and they're just really confused on the how. So I think, Avon, I think yeah. you and I understand this, that like there's not a step-by-step -step process to getting to dating and getting married. Like everybody's going to have a different story. And that is like a big part of us doing this podcast is like everybody has a story and we have a story of how we met our husbands and you know, their story, a lot of our listeners, their story is yet to be written about that. And so everybody I know wants sure. this story, Yvonne. They want this. They want, I met a guy. We fell in love. We got married. We live happily ever after. But yeah, like there's so many steps between that, right? It's not like we're sharing the story that's like met 50 different guys on dating apps went on dates with 15 of them. You know what I mean? Like, like, but that maybe is more of the story nowadays. 
Yeah. I mean, but even in the before online dating, it was still true. You still had to meet person after person after person over time. I remember my aunt telling me one time, she was like, you have to kiss a bunch of frogs before you finally find the prince. Right. Like there's going to be a million frogs and only one. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, really does make sense, you know? And I know that online dating can be discouraging, but it's just a different way to meet people really. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, before online dating, there was less opportunity to meet lots of people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, especially yeah. if you live in a small town or, right. you know, in the yeah. middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, Avon, I like to address a lot of times people will say, how do I meet people? And I think one of the really key things for them to understand is that you just want to meet lots of people meet guys and girls, right? Because you're just trying to open up your connection point to your future husband. So what I mean by that is like, you know, Yvonne, if I meet a, you know, if I'm single and I meet a new girl at church, maybe through me meeting this girl, I end up going to her wedding. And at her wedding, I end up meeting one of the groomsmen. And that's the guy that I end up dating someday, right? So often, you know, girls are focused on, I need to meet guys. And I really encourage just an understanding of opening up your access points to meet more people in general. So you just want to think through like, yeah, you just want to think through what, how, like if your only access points to meeting people in general are work, church, and the seven times you get out into the public in a month, you know what I mean? Like you're limiting your access points to meeting people. And like one of the goals that I yeah. encourage some people to do is just like maybe this month you just practice meeting 10 new people. You just you get in the practice and habit of introducing yourself, you know, getting to know them, letting them know who you are, even letting people know that you're single and that you're interested in meeting people. Like you're just opening up your opportunities to extend your network. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense. And I mean, because there could be a, fr- a new friend that you make that has access to the person that you're going to be with. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. Yeah. So love it. What, what we get, what I start to see is that how greedy, meaning they just want to know the how. I just want to know how to do it. Angie, give me the steps and I'll do it, right? But what is most right. important, Yvonne, is their mindset around dating, okay? So the work that I do is really helping people understand that the way they think is going to be the way they feel, okay? So when you think mm-hmm. about your solid, awesome Christian friends that are single, what are their thoughts? Mm -hmm. What are some thoughts that you're hearing that that are so easy to believe for them? What are some thoughts? There's nobody out there. There's no good guys out there. Or there's no good girls out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no one out there that's really a Christian. Yeah. Christian men aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I remember feeling that way. I'm not living in a place where I could meet someone. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times I hear um, things like, 
dating's too hard or it's just too hard to find people or online dating is awful. I hear, I hear all of like a lot of that. I hear, um, I'll hear like, maybe I'm too old or like I'm, I'm living too small of a place or I don't know where to get started. So basically all of those thoughts are all around the things that are going to make you feel scarce or like there's very little resources available, right? So when you get, when you feel like something is scarce, you lose hope, right? When you feel like something is scarce, you give up easier, you know? Um, If you think there's one and there's no way you can find it and you feel scarce about it, you're like, well, I'll just give up. This is too hard. Yeah. So- Yeah, you know, it's interesting because- when I was single, I, you know, living in Branson, I don't, I don't know what the population is now, but yeah. it was like 6,000, yeah. I think, yeah. at the yeah. time I lived there in the early 2000s. Yeah. And I had that thought process of like, how in the world am I going to meet someone here? Yeah. There's no way. Like yeah. 6,000 people and then the tourism is all old people. Like Greyhound buses full of white-haired people coming to this town that I live in. <laughs> and I so I was just thinking, there's no way I'm going to meet somebody here. And so then when I went off to seminary, I moved to Fort Worth, Texas. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a lot better. Big, Bigger city. Yeah. And then after my time in seminary, I moved back to Branson. And seriously, I dated more guys when I was in Branson than I did in my entire time in seminary in Fort Worth. That's interesting. Which is interesting. And I did date in Fort Worth. But when I moved back to Branson, I ended up dating more. I ended up meeting my husband because I did move back to Branson. Yeah. And that was a hesitancy for me to yeah. go back there because I was like, oh gosh, like I'm leaving Fort Worth, Dallas area. Yeah. But that's where I ended up meeting him was because yeah. I moved back there. Yeah. So so listen, all you people who live in small towns, some of you live in less than 6,000. But ser- like, honestly, you have to start to shift your beliefs to kind of understand that, you know... You might even be right. Like there may not even be a lot of guys in your town or your city or your space. But if you think there's not a lot of people, you create feeling scarce and acting from scarcity. Like you're going to act, you're going to like give up, not try. You're going to be desperate. You're going to get clingy. You're going to get competitive. You know, a new guy's going to walk into church and you're going to be like, (sighs) you know, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Like, like it can be very much like, um, an understanding of, Hey, God can move mountains. He can bring someone into my sphere. Yes. I think for me, you know, when I was wrestling with that whole, oh my gosh, like moving back to Branson, like I was moving there for my dream job. Yeah. So I was super excited about that, but I also felt like I was sacrificing statistically the opportunity to meet yeah. someone. Yeah. And so 
that was a step of faith for me. But like, I think that if I were speaking to myself back then, and I think where I I actually ended up landing was, do I believe that God is a God who has all of my good in mind? Like all of it. Yeah. And if I really do believe that, like, am I going to walk in faith that if he wants me to be married, that yeah. he's going to work that out if I'm yeah. obedient, yeah. no matter what? Yeah. And so it was an act of faith for me, like yeah. in obedience to move back to somewhere where I couldn't see with my own physical eyes how yeah. this could work out. Yes. And the fact of the matter is it it was because I did that, like, I mean, I, there was a student at the college where I was working that she was working for my husband over the summer. And so we ended up meeting even though we were long distance. Yeah. And so God works these things out. And so it is like training your brain to, be positive and to believe that God can do anything Yes, and walking in faith of who you believe God says he is. Is that true? Yeah. Like, is he good? Does he love yes. you? Yeah. And does he have your good in mind? And can he do anything? And okay. if you believe those things, then you can trust that he will, there are single guys out there that oh. are good enough Totally. Yeah. And that you are good enough for, you know, but it's hard when you can't see. That's what faith is, right? Totally. Totally. And that's, that's right. Like my next point is that your brain, your, you, you, your brain wants evidence to believe that, right, Yvonne? So when you're back here in Branson and your, your brain is like, is there any chance that God has a guy for me? Your brain is looking around, scanning the environment. And if you don't see guys, your brain's like, don't believe that God's got, you know, something good for you because you'll probably be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so just give up hope or just start believing that it's not possible. And so you have to go Mm -hmm. above the evidence. You have to believe when you have zero evidence and that's faith, right? You have to have faith that God is bigger than all of the circumstances in your life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I do. I lived it. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard, but it can be the best thing for your life. Like, I, I, you know, like since being married, like life circumstances, because I had to walk out that kind of faith in God back then, prepared me for when my son on day five of his life had to have surgery and was in the NICU for 30 days. You know what I mean? And so like that, my faith journey before prepared me for trusting a loving, good God who I could trust with my son's life later on. And so it matters. Like how you walk out your journey as a single person matters for your future of how you're going to walk out marriage or the future, even if you don't get married, like it just changes everything. Like, are you going to make the most of your life? Yes. You know? Yes. 
Now that gets, Yvonne, that gets me too. Often I will, when I'm working with single women, someone will say, well, what if God isn't going to allow me to be married? Right? Well, we don't know. We don't know. But it's, it's so often right. our brain, it's easier to believe that you won't get married than it is to believe he can move mountains and bring an amazing godly man into your life. So sometimes people are just like, yeah, I probably have more evidence that it won't work out. So I'll just believe that. And I want to encourage you that if you have that desire in your heart to be married, it is not sinful for you to believe that maybe God has a husband out there for you. When I was single, I struggled with that question for sure. And the prayer that I continuously prayed was, you know, change the desires of my heart. You know, I'm going to keep dating until you change my heart to not desire it anymore or to... I mean, I've heard of singles who get get to a point where all of a sudden it's like, I don't, I, I've hit a point in life where I don't really want that anymore. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm very focused on the here and now, and I don't really feel like I need to be dating right now, you yeah. know? And there could be seasons of that yes. even yes. where he could change your mind again yes. and but like maybe you're focusing on your single life and what he's doing and that right in this moment. And then who knows, like at 50, maybe who knows, like maybe there's a man out there that loses his wife and God has just held you all this time to be his second wife, you know, who knows? Right. Um, So I think it's just about abiding in Christ and asking him to change the desires of your heart if you're not supposed to be dating and then trusting him with your desires as you go. Yeah, totally. And that trust looks like believing when you can't see, doubling down on your beliefs that God is good, that he's made every single male on earth. It's not like God has only made half of the humans. He's made all of the humans, right? So if he designed and created you and he's given you a desire for love and marriage and, and to partner with, you know, an incredible godly man, he's going to create a godly man that, that he, that would want to be, you know, connected with you because he's the artist. He's, he's, he's the creator. So, so you just have to put your faith and your trust in God's bigger picture, but then you've got to believe some things, right? You've got to believe dating could be fun. Dating could be easy. There's plenty of guys. I just may not have evidence for it, right? There, there is a godly Christian man out there right now that is seeking the Lord, that is loving God, and you just haven't met him yet. So friends, if you have been enjoying what we are doing here at Adventuring Solo, we would love for you to help us out by popping onto your favorite listening app and giving us a rating and review. The more we get of those, the more our podcast will be seen by others who could need encouragement in their own journey of singleness. We would greatly appreciate it. Now back to the show. So yes, they've got, we've got to help ourselves by equipping single women. You've got to help yourself by equipping yourself with some thoughts that maybe you don't believe yet, but you're becoming someone who believes it. Right? So something that I work a lot with my clients on is like, 
I'm, I'm becoming someone that believes dating is fun. I'm becoming someone who believes that there are a lot of amazing godly men around. I am believing that God has a plan and has a perfect timing for me. And you just become that person. And so when all of your girlfriends get together and you're all like, wah, wah, there are no good guys and da, 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 you be the one that's like, listen, ladies, if we believe this, then we're going to create that. But if we believe that there are amazing men out there, we're going to start to find evidence that there are amazing men out there and you're going to have more evidence of that and you're going to see godly relationships happening and you're going to be the person that is like, I've been believing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I think some other really great thoughts would be that dating is easy and dating can be fun, um, which dating can be fun. Yeah. And I, I've had some really awesome fun dates in the past. Yeah. A, a thought that helped me to trust God, and it actually in, it was a true thought, like even though I didn't know it at the time for sure, but it was a true thought, was that God could be working on my husband right now. Maybe there's some things that he is having to – work through before he's ready for me. And I'm not, and I mean, honestly, God was working on some things in me too Mm -hmm. and preparing me for him. But just having that thought brought peace to my heart because it was me ultimately believing that God did have someone for me. Totally, It was just about timing, you know? And honestly, Mm -hmm. it's always about God's timing. Yeah. It's always about what God is doing in you yeah. and in his kingdom, through you yeah. and in your life as a single person. And that is a chapter. Yep. And then it's just a matter of God's perfect timing for bringing you and your husband yep. out of that single time. So yep. like it, it, it's about both of your lives in starting a new chapter, then when it's time for you to be used by him together and him using marriage to be now the refinement in your life to become more like Jesus, you know? And it's always about God's timing and his timing is perfect. Yes. So that was the thought of just remembering that like telling myself, okay, like if I have this desire and God isn't taking that desire away, yeah. I'm going to keep believing that he has someone for me yes. and I'm going to trust that he's working out something in me, but also yeah. maybe working on some things in him until totally. it's time. Totally. So, Okay. So Avon, when our listeners start to date... I want to give them just some ideas of like some really awesome things to bring to dating, right? Like dating can be really fun if you're really certain that you're amazing and 100% lovable and that you don't, like you're showing up to the dates, not trying to decide like, am I good enough? Am I acceptable? Am I like, you are just showing up as you believing like I'm 100% lovable. It's on this guy if he wants to love me or not. That really takes the focus off of making everything mean stuff about you. I 100% agree with that because if you don't have the confidence that you are valuable and you are worth it, you're going to settle. Yeah. Like you're going to compromise yourself to be with someone who is not right for you. Yeah. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. 
Yeah. You've got to go in believing that you are worth a really great person because you don't want to be married to less than that. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that I love is like when you go into meeting a guy and kind of like what we were kind of talking about at the beginning of this is like you want to get to know them, right? You don't want to like your brain might focus on all the red flags, right? So you might be tempted to focus on external things like maybe you don't like their style or maybe they have an interesting tattoo or just something like your brain might try to find the danger and bring it to your attention. And I really want you to be able to kind of like, like help your brain calm down and just be like, listen, there's nothing wrong here. We're not in danger. He's just a great guy that I'm getting to know. And you just kind of set yourself up so that you're not tempted to focus on things that will distract you from actually getting to know the person. Pretend you're on love is blind. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> At least for the first few dates. Yeah. You know, yeah, totally. I, I do think it can be hard because I do think that there is a point where I mean, I struggled with this and I've had many friends who have struggled with like the whole concept of, am I being too picky about the, Mm. the, the physical connection, like being attracted to this person. And I think there is a point where you do have to pay attention to that. But I think at the very beginning, I think that should be put on the back burner for a little while just to give it a chance. Yeah. And if you give it a good chance and that's not changing, pay attention to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Okay. Another thing that's really big is like, if you know you're going to get married someday and you're going to be walking down the aisle, like you're, you don't have to put all this pressure on this has to be the one. Like you just don't like, you remove the pressure when you don't think like, this is my only shot. This has to work. Like you, if you're going to get married someday, like it's, we don't know who it's going to be, but you don't have to put all this pressure that has to be this one, right? There could be lots of other really great dates that, and this is a part of your journey, right? This could be this date. Maybe this guy doesn't work out, but maybe going on these dates and, and meeting this guy and having a connection with him is really setting you up for the next guy that you're going to meet. And you're going to have, you know, you're going to have learned so much from this. So I highly encourage anyone that's in dating that they are just learning. Like the whole process is just for them to learn more about themselves and learn more about what they like and what they're wanting and like what interests them. Like what is like what kind of a partner do you want to partner with? You know, are you wanting, you know, someone who is on the same spiritual level as you? Are you wanting somebody who wants the same future dreams as you? Are you wanting someone who... um you have a lot of things in common with so that you can enjoy them together. You know what I mean? But you, you know, you don't want to focus so much on we have to make all these connections right now and and we have to have all these matches and it has to be perfect or I need to end it so that I save myself from heartbreak. And so a lot of people put a ton of women pressure on themselves that it has to go perfect and they want to find all the red flags now so that they don't, you know, put themselves in a relationship for a while and get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I know that dating is so scary because it is like, it's at risk of getting hurt. I get that. Yes. But you have to know that on the other side of opening yourself up to that hurt could be 
an incredible connection with someone and could be a partner that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So we have to understand that our, our brain would rather fail ahead of time in a controlled environment. And so we often like fail when things get a little bit scary. And what we want to encourage you is to just lean into that, maybe that fear or that doubt or that insecurity or that vulnerability and just know that like, it's not going to kill you. Like you're, you can feel all those feelings and you can still show up and be present and try to learn and just stay open to whatever opportunity you're having to get to know the guy in front of you. You know, I, someone wise in my life told me one time, um, I, I definitely struggled with like wanting to try to protect myself at yeah. points. Yeah. Um, just like you were talking about yeah. and they said to me, you are trying to be your own protector instead of letting God be your protector. Yeah. Yeah. And that was huge for me. Yeah. Like yeah. realizing me like controlling and avoiding or like not being vulnerable was me yeah. trying to protect myself yeah. instead of trusting God to protect me in his ways, yeah. you know? Yes. And so that was a huge yeah. thing for me. So if you're dating and you're like still feeling a lot of negative emotion, it's really easy to feel like, well, I know that this isn't the one and bail, right? Like, like, understanding that negative emotion is going to be there, right? And it's trying to protect you, but like you don't have to listen to every single sentence that your brain offers you. You can look at the sentence your brain offers you and says, yes, I could look at it this way, but if I look at it this way, I might pull away. I might not stay open to this. I might hide. I might quit showing up. And is that really what I want to do? Or do I want to try to stay open and see what this experience creates for me? Absolutely. I highly Love encourage it. like women to like give themselves a time frame of like, you know, I'm going to give this 30 or 60 days or 90 days and like kind of investigate how I feel at those like marker points. Because I think so often, you know, it's, it's like, they want to avoid any pain. So if it doesn't, you know, if the first or second date is a little bit off, it's like, no, okay, I'm done. Right. And I want to encourage them yeah. to stay in it and see what they can learn about themselves and what they can learn in the process instead of bailing before a lot of that learning can happen. Like what kinds of things are you wanting them to examine yeah. to learn about themselves. Yeah. So essentially they're like, what's so fun about dating Yvonne is that there are four outcomes that could happen, right? Either you both like each other and that's great, right? You both want to choose each other. Like you're like, Hey, I see your 50, 50, mm -hmm. the half of you, like the parts of you that are great and the parts of you that are not great. And I still want to choose you. Okay. And they want to choose you mm -hmm. back. Right. There could be you want to you like them and they don't like you back. Right. Or the opposite. They you like them. They don't like you back or you both don't like each other. Right. Like you both are like, hey, I see your 50 50 and I want to bail. But what's so interesting is we often don't even really get to know someone that well. like maybe you've spent, you know, uh, three weeks getting to know someone maybe you haven't even been able to explore the good and the bad. Like maybe you're so focused on 
the stuff that you don't like, that you're not even practicing liking the person and what is available to you. So a great practice Mm. is as you get to know someone, you're like, I see their 50-50. Give yourself time to kind of see the good and the bad of them and give yourself an opportunity to experience Mm -hmm. the good and bad for a little while and then decide, I see the good and the bad. They're an awesome, 100% lovable person. I just don't want to choose to love them, right? And give yourself that enough time to kind of get to know the parts of them before you say, I don't want to choose you. Now that's that's, good. that's scary, Yvonne, because you might, you know, keep yourself in it and you're kind of trying to protect yourself that he wouldn't say, I am not interested in you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just the hard part. But 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 figuring out what you're wanting and what is in front of you is an awesome opportunity for you. So anytime a guy is interested in going on a date with you or you're interested in going with him. You've already jumped through a big hurdle. Like you're both, you know, just getting to that first date is a hurdle that then now you can really explore who each other is. And I really encourage you to be authentic and show up as your true self and don't do any of the hiding or I want to be what they want me to be. Really show up as you and just realize this is, I think, so important, Yvonne. You could think in a way that makes you feel love for a cardboard box. You could, you could, right? (laughs) So you are trying to find someone that it's easy for you to think about in a way that you could like or desire or love them. So when you meet someone, you know, it, you're, you're wanting to figure out if you could choose them. And so you need to give yourself time to explore who they are before you make judgments about them. So so I highly encourage you guys, for those of you that aren't going on dates, I want you to open up as many access points as you can so that you can meet a lot of people. And don't be afraid to tell people, I'm 34 and single and I'm interested in meeting incredibly amazing godly men because I want to get married someday. And then you're putting on the radar of so many of your people that like you're, and it's not coming from desperation, Yvonne. It's coming from, this is a true desire I have. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to hide. I'm not hiding that. Like if I'm going to start a business, I'm not hiding that. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to start a business. And I like tell people like, do you know, single women who love Jesus and are looking for a life coach? I have no problem telling people that. Right. But so many of the single women are like, I don't want to tell people that I'm like, I want to get married. Yeah. It feels vulnerable. Yes. So understanding that like that's a piece of this is like you showing up and telling who you are and telling, you know, that you're single and that you're interested and that you're excited to meet amazing guys. And, you know, that whole Mm -hmm. like continuing to meet people and sharing that and just being open to the as many access points as you're comfortable with. For some of you, that might be online dating, that might be speed dating, that might be different, you know, apps or different um, opportunities where you can meet, you know, guys or guys can meet girls. And so you just have, you just try to open up that. So if you're not dating, I encourage you to do that. If you are, and if you're not dating, I encourage you to think about your mindset around dating. And really investigate, do I have a mindset that is coming from a place 
of trust and faith and abundance and God is good and he's, you know, um, mapping out my future? Or am I coming from a very scarce, struggle bus, um, all that kind of mentality that's just going to create more of that? Yeah. And if if you are dating, we highly encourage you to think through, like, are you showing up believing that you're 100% lovable with confidence of who God has made you to be? Are you exploring this person in front of you and giving them the benefit of, I want this opportunity to get to know you and who you are, and I'm going to open up who I am. And are you allowing the negative emotion to be there and you're not making it mean anything's wrong and you're just taking that all as this process. This is all a journey and an adventure and you get to make dating what you want. Absolutely. Listeners, we would really love to hear any questions or thoughts you have on this topic because I know that this could be a topic that really um, brings up some thoughts or questions, or maybe you even disagree, Mm -hmm. um, we would love to hear from you because for one, we would love to interact with you online, but also number two, it could give us some more topics to discuss on our podcast. And we would love to do that um, for y'all and with y'all. So please feel free to message us on Instagram or Facebook or our website. And we would love to hear from you. And Vaughn, I have to tell you, one of my good friends, she always just texts me the podcast that she like has been listening or loving. And so we want to encourage you listeners to take one of our episodes that you have loved and share it with another single friend. We would love if you just texted them and say, hey, I've been listening to this amazing podcast and we would love for, I would love for you to hear it. And that's just a quick way to share Um, this great resource that we know so many listeners are learning from. And we know that you want to help share this content with your friends. So text a friend an episode that you love. And um, we're excited to watch this podcast grow.